from the USA Today Network. Welcome to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson. That's right. It's once again time for The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Ryan Ross here with Steve Edelson and Chris Eisman. And for the first time in a very long time, it seems like, here we are talking to you after a Rutgers win Rutgers beats Illinois 20-14. to 14. They are back in the win column. We nailed those predictions, by the way, last week. A uh, little pat ourselves on the back. And in the spirit of Election Day, Rutgers with a win in a key battleground state. And now it just seems like some renewed confidence, some renewed enthusiasm around this program as the Scarlet Knights get t- set to take on a very, very tough Wisconsin team in Piscataway on Saturday. Chris and Steve, welcome back to the show. And and Chris, we'll start with you. The losing streak is snapped. Uh, What caught your eye in the win? And and what does this mean for this Rutgers team? So get ready to take on Wisconsin. Yeah, Ryan. I mean, look, Rutgers saved its season. I mean, there's no other way to put it, right? I mean, they had dropped four straight games. They had to go to Illinois and they had to pull out a win over a team that had had, you know, that nine overtime win over Penn State, but still was not, you know, playing well for most of the season. You had to go out there. You had to get that win and turn the season around, and that's exactly what Rutgers did. And it was one of the best wins that they've had since really Greg Schiano came back. They played well in all facets, um, in all three phases of the game. Uh, they played um, the way that they needed to. And, and, you know, the offensive line had its best showing of the year, and it showed the way that Rutgers was able to run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco and Kyle Manungai um, just having having huge games. Um, the defense – you know, it, it bottled up uh, Illinois' running game, which was one of its, you know, the Illini strength going into that game. They were averaging about 188 yards on the ground. Um, it was like one finished with like 112 or, or something like that against Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers did a good job in that game in all facets. And, you know, like I said, now you're four and four. You come back, you're two wins away from a bowl game. You completely turn your season around. So Rutgers did exactly what it had to do. Well, and let's look at last week when the sky was falling and Rutgers had lost four straight games. You know, at that point, you know, fans were apoplectic about what was going on. And now we see what one win can do in terms of changing everyone's mindset. Now everyone is looking at the schedule. Where can we get two more wins? We can get to a bowl game. There's a lot of optimism. So it's amazing what one good performance can do, but that was exactly what Rutgers needed, exactly when they needed it. The amazing thing about that win the other day is that you can look back at one play when this is all over and if Rutgers goes to a bowl game, you can look back at one play and say that's when the season turned. And it's Gavin Wimsat making his debut in the, the last play of the third quarter on a fourth and five and converting it with a perfect pass, just a dart to Bull Melton for 13 yards to keep the drive going. Two plays later, Noah Vedro comes back, scores the go-ahead touchdown, and Rutgers wins. I mean, if Rutgers goes to a bowl game, like I said, that is the play that you can look back on and say that's like where the season turned. It was an incredible moment at Memorial Stadium. And, I, and I'm sitting up in the press box, and I look down at the field, and I'm like, wait a second. That's that's I, I saw the number nine. I was like, oh, it's happening. And it was just a – I mean, it, you couldn't – no one could have scripted that play better for Gavin Wimsat to debut in that moment, convert the fourth and five, at just a huge play. And I think that play, it turned a lot of things. And also, kind of you know, going off of what Steve said, it injected so much more life into this team and into this season. I think it really you know, kind of – uh, rejuvenated things a lot in a lot of ways. 
Yeah, that was a huge play. And and, and like you said, Chris, uh, that that could be the season. That could save the season. Literally that one play uh, with the quarterback of you know the future here uh, for Rutgers. And Noah Vedral even talked about how proud he was of Gavin Wimsat to come in and to make that throw. Uh, but back to Noah Vedral, he is, he is the quarterback of the present. And uh, he showed a lot of toughness on Saturday. And, and he said it himself. It was an ugly win, uh, but it's a win nonetheless. And, and I think this team is just not capable – at least this season of winning pretty. They're not going to blow any teams out. Every win's going to kind of be a, a grind. There's going to be ups and downs throughout the course of the game, but they'll take it as long as they get another win in the column. Here's what Greg Schiano had to say about Noah Vedral. Noah is one of the toughest guys, if not the toughest guy on our football team. And when your quarterback is that guy, I think it raises everyone's level. Um, I think the respect that he has on our team is is – as high as it gets, and um, I know it is for me. I mean, he he answers the bell over and over again. So, obviously, the Rutgers head coach, audio there from Rutgers Athletics, by the way. So, the head coach, obviously uh, fully confident in his starting quarterback, and the quarterback himself, uh, he's pretty confident as well because he realizes now that the team is 4-4. Four and four, uh, They can stand, stand to do some special things if they, if they stay focused, and he knows the job is not done. Here is the Rutgers quarterback. Yeah, so if, I bet there's – it definitely feels like there might be a little pressure off, but there's just – like there's a need to double down now. Like there's an old Kobe Bryant interview, I think during the finals, and they had won like three games, it was 3-1, to one, and the old Koi, like the job's not done. Mm-hmm. I think that's the mentality right now is that – we had a good win, good team win, gritty, tough, maybe not pretty, but ugly, good team win. But on to Wisconsin against a really good defense that's going to take everything we've got. So time to double down. Um, the job's not done. Just getting started. Mamba mentality there from the Rutgers quarterback. Not a bad thing to hear out of your team leader. Chris, just your reactions to, to Noah Vedral and, and the way he's been playing and, and, and those quotes there to hear Greg Schiano just so supportive of his starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, listen – you know, Noah Vedral, does he have some limitations as a quarterback? Sure, a lot of quarterbacks do. Has he played, I'm sure, as, as well as he would like all season long and even going back to last year? I'm sure he, he'd rather, you know, have some some games back or things or, and made some plays that he didn't, wasn't able to make. All quarterbacks do, again. But he deserves a ton of credit for the toughness, toughness that he shows and what he has battled through, not just this year, but last year. And... If you look at that Illinois game, the two hits that he took, they were brutal. After the first one, and Greg Schiano said it after the game too, after the first one, it didn't look like he was coming back in. And all of a sudden, he's in the medical tent for most of the, the first quarter. And then all of a sudden, the second quarter, he comes back, he's jogging on the sideline, and you're looking down going, he's coming back in the game. And he just he just continues to battle through this, these hits. And you know this is not the first time this season. And after the game, he just kind of, you know, you ask him how he's feeling, and he goes, I'll be okay, I'm fine. Just a little dinged up. I mean, you just got crushed. And and obviously, we all we you know we've spoken so frequently about the offensive line and how that struggled. He's just taking some brutal hits and he keeps battling through it. He's a tough kid, and he, like Greg Shiano said, I mean, he's got the respect of that locker room and he he deserves it. He's played well. You know, he's 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 given that team everything that I think he could have wanted to. And, you know, coming in as a transfer from Nebraska, I think he's fit perfectly into the program. And he also deserves a tremendous amount of credit for the way that he has has handled this Gavin Winsat situation. He has become a mentor. He's really, really taken Gavin under his wing and and kind of helped show him um, the way and and helped him get acclimated to the program. There's, There's some quarterbacks who wouldn't have been so receptive to this whole situation. But Noah Vedral has handled it tremendously well, and he deserves a lot of credit, I think.
you know, Bill Parcells used to call them the hold the fort guys, you know, the guys that could keep the enemies out until the reinforcements arrived. And that is exactly what Noah Vedral is for Rutgers. He's a guy that can, has come in, has helped keep the ship afloat. And you saw the reinforcements, you saw Gavin Wimsat, you know, he's here and he will be the quarterback of the future. But right now, you know, you've gotten exactly what you thought you could get out of Noah Vedral this season. Um, yeah, he has limitations, but he, he's done a great job. And Noah Vedral and this offense, of course, will have their hands full with Wisconsin coming to town this Saturday. Wisconsin, they're five and three overall. They lost three of four to start the season, but they've won four in a row since then. So here they are at five and three. They have a great defense. We'll get much more into this Wisconsin team in a few moments. But before we do that, let's hear again from Greg Schiano, his kind of scouting report on the Badgers. Huge challenge in front of us this week. One of the hottest teams in the Big Ten. Wisconsin's coming to town. Um, best defense in America. Number one rated defense. Offensively, very very big and physical. Quarterback has a big arm. Uh, running back is a really a bruiser. And uh, very well coached football team, special teams included. So uh, quite a challenge. <clears throat> One that I know our players and coaches are excited about uh, attacking. And uh, looking forward to it. And Noah Vedral said about this Wisconsin team that they're, they're kind of just the the prototypical Big Ten team this year. They have a, a great defense, a great rushing attack, and really not much of a passing attack to speak of. So, Chris, when you look at this Badgers team, what stands out to you about them, and, and how do they match up against Rutgers? Yeah, look, I mean, coming into the year, they were kind of considered the favorite to come out of the Big Ten West, right? And and last year, they had a ton of COVID-19 issues. I mean, they, they really had a hard year, and so you kind of had to throw that away and just look at the talent they had coming back, and and you said that team's a, a real can, you know, a real uh, contender to go to the championship game, the conference championship game, I should say. And then they drop, you know, three of the first four, surprisingly, and everyone's kind of saying, well, maybe Wisconsin's not as good as we thought. And then you start looking ahead to this game for Rutgers and saying, well, hey, you know, maybe that's a more winnable game than we anticipated, and you know, it's at home, maybe Rutgers can get a win that day. Well, these last few weeks, obviously, that's changed, right? Wisconsin is is playing some of its best football of the season. They've won four straight, including two uh, wins over uh, you know ranked teams in in uh, Purdue, and which was number twenty five at the time of that game, and then Iowa, which has struggled recently, but still a really solid team. So Wisconsin's kind of back on track. They're looking again like the contender for that Big Ten West title. And this is going to be a tough game now for Rutgers. I mean, Wisconsin is, is has the best rushing defense in the country. They're only giving up like 49.6 yards on the ground. They're ahead of Georgia, which obviously everyone knows how, how good Georgia has been on defense this year. Um, they have a really good rushing attack. Not they're, they're kind of similar to Illinois in that there's not much of a passing game to speak of. They're kind of a one-dimensional offense. So that's going to be a challenge for Rutgers again. We'll see what Rutgers can do with the run defense. They've had some really good games again, like, you know, obviously against Illinois. We remember what they did against uh, Michigan, but they've also had some struggles at times, whether it was against Michigan State or even against Delaware. So Rutgers run defense has to be on its game this weekend. I think it's going to be a tough game, but I, I and I, I think, you know, Wisconsin's size, you know, in the trenches is going to give Rutgers some some issues. Um, it's going to be tough, but I, I, I don't think that, you know, this is a game that Rutgers is going to get blown out in. I, I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be another gritty 
if they're going to win, it's going to be another gritty, ugly at times type of win. I think this game is going to be decided for Rutgers on first and second down. That is going to be the key on both sides of the ball. If I mean, let's face it, Wisconsin runs the ball well. They are pretty poor throwing it. Rutgers is going to have to push them into passing situations, third and long, and 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 try and make them throw the ball. That's the only way they're going to be able to survive on defense. So first and second down are going to be critical. And on offense, again, First and second down, they're going to have to be able to run the ball. And I, th- I think what you saw from that Rutgers offensive line, you know, they were they were much more organized after the bye week. Shiano and his coaches did a great job of getting that settled. Um, you, they're going to have to run the ball on first and second down, and they're going to have to stop the run on first and second down, and that's going to have to be the key for them. And, and we keep coming back to this Wisconsin defense because it, it really is that good, and it is worth a, a second mention. Uh, we're going to play two clips in a row for you. First, Greg Shiano just talked talking about this uh, Wisconsin defense and what makes them so good, followed by Noah Vedrill because not only are they good at stopping the run, they're great at taking the ball away as well. So the Rutgers quarterback will be talking about ball security as well. Let's start with the head coach. Well, they're talented first and foremost, um, and they're talented at every level. So they're really good in the front. You know, they base out of the 3-4. Their outside linebackers are really good. The 19 is a really good rusher. They're inside backers, uh, really talented, big, physical. And then in the back end, they fit very well. They, they, they fit into the run game very well. They understand the coverages, and they play multiple coverages. So it's a well-coached group, uh, a coordinated group, and a group that's uh, really talented. I mean, taking the ball away is going to change every yeah. every game. Um, I guess the biggest thing when I look at that and I see that in the last games that I've watched and the takeaways you're talking about, it, like the emphasis to take care of the ball. Um, I think they're obviously like I think they're one or two in the country yeah. as a as a team defense, and those takeaways are going to help that a ton. So if we can take care of the ball, um, keep our defense out of bad situations and stuff like that, play complementary football, um, that gives us our best shot. And I mean that's one of our big three off an offense every week is zero turnovers. So um, that's just something maybe more Rutgers than it is Wisconsin is taking care of the ball. This probably pertains more to like. What we do in practice, what we do with chinning the football and stuff like that, what I do with decision-making and accurate throws probably matters more so much than like how good they are right now at taking the ball away, which they have taken the ball away, so you have to give them respect. There you go. It's it's not a Wisconsin thing to take the ball away. It's a Rutgers thing to take care of the ball. So you like to hear that from your quarterback, and they're certainly going to need to take care of the ball on Saturday. They want a chance to take down this Wisconsin team. Uh, Typico Sportsbook has Wisconsin as 12.5-point favorites. They are giving 12.5 points on the road in Piscataway. The over-under, uh, maybe it's me, a, a product of the Big 12, where I'm used to seeing high scores. But here in the Big 10, the over-under from Typico Sportsbook, 37 and a half. I think the Big 12 will do that in a quarter. Here we are in the Big 10, 37 and a half for Saturday. Before we get into that, Chris, uh, you wanted to talk about the bowl games and, and kind of the bowl projections for Rutgers, because here we are. Four and four. They need two more wins to become bowl eligible. And we mentioned it at the top of the show, just kind of the renewed enthusiasm, it seems like, around this team. Uh, Fans uh, seemed a little uh, frustrated, I guess, at times with this Rutgers team, especially after the 3-0 start to have them go on that losing streak. But here they are now back in the win column, and they have a big-time opponent coming to Piscataway on Saturday. So just kind of the the feelings around the team and, and where they project in terms of a bowl. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, everything is in, you know, that's totally back in play now. And and it's amazing what one win can do, right? I mean, you know, going into the Illinois game, we kind of said, oh, man, you know, what? where is this season going? Is Are they going to win again? Now we're talking about bowl games again. And they need two more wins for the first bowl game since 2014. And you look at that Indiana game on the road. Indiana has really not played well at all year, at all this year. Uh, they've had a whole bunch of quarterback issues. Rutgers can go on the road and play well, and I think that that's a, a win that they can get. And then you look at the the finale against Maryland at home. Maryland is a good, a solid. They're a decent team. They played well. They they have a very good passing game. Uh, Tago Veloa um, has played well this year, a quarterback. Um, but again, they've had their own struggles. That's another winnable game, I think, for Rutgers. So those are the two games that you kind of look at and say, okay, that's the path to a bowl game. I mean, maybe they beat Wisconsin. Who knows? Penn State's had its issues. I mean, that would be obviously a, a momentous win if Rutgers went on the road and, and got that that in State College. But I think, like I said, the Indiana and the Maryland games are the two that you look at and say that Rutgers has the best chance to win those and get that bowl bid. And we'll see where they end up. I mean, you know, different they're, they're in different projections and, and you know, some places have them going to the pinstripe bowl, you know, obviously Yankee Stadium, which would make a lot of sense to, you know, keep them at home and, and get the fans there. There's, you know, the guaranteed rate bowl out in Phoenix, which I would certainly prefer. <laughs> um, and then there's, you know, there's even a, like well, a Las Vegas bowl. So there's different places that they could end up. Um, but I, I, you know, that that conversation is is back. It's it's, you know, Rutgers is 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 uh, in that position. So I think that's certainly going to make this season, you know, a heck of a lot more interesting than it seemed like uh, going into that Illinois game. Well, and I think as you look at that schedule now. I don't want to say it would be disappointing if Rutgers didn't get to a bowl game at this point, but you look and you see Indiana, you see Maryland. I mean, those are eminently winnable games, you know, and, and to have gotten to this point and let's say they, say they fall short in one of those games and they finish at five and seven, there's going to be a lot of disappointment, you know? Um, so we'll see, but I, it's there for the taking, uh, I, I think. And, and it will be very interesting. And it certainly has made the last month of the regular season uh, much more interesting. Yeah. Hey, we're in November and, and Rutgers is playing meaningful games like this. That's a, that's a big step, but let's see if they can actually get it done. Let me know if you need an assistant out there, Chris, for that, uh, that Las Vegas bowl. If Rutgers is to go there, I'm, I'm happy to volunteer. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can, you can write a sidebar, bring a bring a laptop and everything. Sit up in the press box with me. Absolutely, I'll, I'll certainly sit at a table of some sort while I'm out there. That's that's no doubt. But uh, for this game Saturday, Rutgers, of course, Wisconsin, uh, back at home, and and just kind of speaking to this renewed excitement, it seems around the team. Greg Schiano talked about the home field advantage and what needs to happen, not only on the field but in the stands, to create the environment that the Scarlet Knights need to take on a big time opponent like Wisconsin. Well, it's very important. It's only a home field advantage if you make it one, though, right? So, first of all, we need to get our fans here, right? It's a great 3.30 kickoff, great opportunity. You know, we're in November now, and um, there's a lot on the line. There's a lot on the line for our football team, for our fans, and I believe that the home field advantage is very real, but you got to have it. We have to give the, the fans a reason to get excited on game day, Right when that happens, the entire level of the whole stadium goes like this. Um, so it, it works hand in glove, and uh, we got great, great fans, great student section. We need to have that student section packed. Um, it's going to be critical. I think when he said "goes like this," he was pointing up 
by the way. Uh, I know this is a uh, audio only piece of media, but yes, uh, he was pointing up. Uh, I think Chris can confirm that. <laughs> so, so it's kind of the the team fan contract that you know the fans need to show up to the game, and then once they're there. Rutgers needs to give them a reason to cheer, a reason to be loud. So we'll see how that plays out Saturday. Uh, like I said before, Tipico is uh, giving Rutgers 12 and a half points at home. 37 and a half is the over under. Chris, let's start with you. Our, our predictions for Saturday. So we, like you said earlier in the show, and congratulations to you because you got the score exactly against Illinois. So that's a big accomplishment. Thank you. Thank you. First time for week. everything. <laughs> oh, it's our best week of the season by far. Um, <laughs> listen, I think that, Again, I think that this is going to be a tough one for Rutgers. I really do. I think that Wisconsin is is going to be a tough team to beat. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be a fairly low-scoring game. I'm going to go 2010 Wisconsin. Um, I think the big key, and we you know we heard Noah Vedra talk about it earlier in the show, and it's going to be don't turn the ball over. Rutgers is 4-0 this year when they don't turn the ball over. They've turned the ball over in their losses. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. They just have to take care of the ball. You know, you hear it all the time. Ball is the program. That's a big thing for Rutgers, and they have to continue that against Wisconsin. And also limit penalties, which they did against Illinois. They only had three. Give yourself a chance to win by not committing, you know, silly mistakes and miscues that you can't overcome. They're not, they're not, they don't have enough talent at this point. They're not good enough at this point to overcome silly mistakes like that. So don't give the ball away, limit penalties run the ball as we discussed earlier in the show because that made a huge difference. Kyle Manungai has really played well all year. And Isaiah Pacheco, we know what he's been able to do. Obviously he's he's well established there as that lead back. But Kyle Manungai has played fantastic this year. He's been they have now have a really dynamic one two punch there. So run the ball well. Don't turn the ball over. Limit penalties and then stop the run. You know, play like you did against uh Michigan and Illinois. You know, bottle up that run r- that rushing attack. And you're going to have a really good shot at the end of the game to be in position and go into the fourth quarter with a chance to win, which is which is what Rutgers wants every game. I just think that in the trenches, it's going to be tough. I, I really do. I think that, you know, Wisconsin has a ton of size there and that's going to be a real struggle. So I'm going to say that Rutgers is is in it for most of the game. But again, they just, you know, it's going to be another, you know, 20 to 10 type of loss. You know, just circling back to the fans quickly, this is a big game for the fans as well. You know, they they really have to show up. I mean, I looked at the weather. It is going to be a beautiful fall afternoon. 3.30 kickoff, you know, a really good Big Ten team in town. Um, You know, I I think the crowd at Michigan State game I thought was disappointing. You know, this is where Rutgers really needs its fans to show up. And listen, if if you wanna if you wanna be judged as a, a big time fan base, well, this is your time to show out, right? This game. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, with that said, um, I, I agree with Chris. I think Rutgers is gonna is gonna be able to hang close in this game. I, I don't think that they're gonna get blown out. I think they're, they they clearly have some confidence now. You know, can they get enough done offensively against this defense? I think that's the question. Uh, I'm not sure they can. Uh, I think Noah Vedra will do his his usual great job of managing the game, but I, I think they're just not going to be able to do quite enough. I'm going to go with Wisconsin 21-17 in this one. 
I, I agree. I think Rutgers will hang. This is just such a, a tough uh, test for them. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of those 10, 12, 15 play type drives that we see from both teams. And I think the difference will come down to Wisconsin cashing in those drives for touchdowns, whereas Rutgers might cash them in for field goals. Uh, so I, I think Wisconsin does win. I, I'm going to say 24 14. So Rutgers still covers there and we hit the over uh, as well. So it's just such a tough order for Rutgers. But you do hope that, you know, despite the outcome on the scoreboard, that the fans see a product on the field that they can continue to be excited about. Because as we said in this show, they really do have a path to a bowl game. And that would be a huge accomplishment for this team, considering where they've been the last few seasons. So 24 14, my prediction, Wisconsin wins. Uh, We'll certainly see how things play out, of course, in the lead-up to the game. Be sure to check out Steve and Chris's reporting on the Scarlet Knights on NorthJersey.com and on APP.com. Of course, if you like what you hear, tell your friends. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. This has been The Chop, Episode 11. Thank you so much for listening. For Steve, for Chris, I'm Ryan. We'll talk to you next time on The Chop.